I was noticing the other day that uh, on Drudge in particular, there were articles nonstop about, is God mad at the United States? The drought, oh, it's so terrible that uh, our our uh, evil ways, the right-wing evil ways, everybody's evil ways were causing God to be mad at the U.S. Yeah, I saw that. And then it's funny because I stumbled upon the actual reasoning for what's going on there. And it's subtle. And most people will have absolutely no insight to this, but it's very interesting. It's, it's, it's right in front of everybody. It's right on your nose. Just nobody's paying attention. And, you know, I got to tell you, I think that this is going to be a little bit of a, um, well, those who have thin skin might get a little bit upset with this. You know, the Kool-Aid drinkers, the uh, globalists, because it's kind of obvious to me, and we've talked about it earlier on this, uh, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the bottom line is foreign influence in the United States is really a big deal. And I think that when you have certain, especially on the right, especially on the right, left and right, but the, the radicals, the radicals in this country who have this weird ability to get funding and, and just divide the country, you just got to go look at China and Russia more than anywhere else and you'll figure it out and then follow the money. Why yeah. you f- just put, pick up on that? Cause you're really good at this. Yeah. It's not hard. I mean, you know, you can look at almost all weird groups and you can see, and you can find out that they're funded other places. Um, but I guess in particular, I will, we'll talk about the topic at hand and I'll, I'll go into some details as it relates to it. But um, something that really I haven't seen in any kind of more mainstream news is that China is having a horrific drought, and they it's 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 really bad. And because China doesn't really have many uh, foreign reporters in the country anymore, everybody's just you know drinking the Kool Aid and everything's perfectly fine. Um, but there was some interesting video from I think the BBC. It's one of the few outlets that's able to get you know it's basically like North Korea there now. It's it's as far as like on the ground actual news rep- news reporting that's not filtered um, by the Chinese government. And anyway, they're they've over the past, I guess like month to month and a half, um, the, they have a drought that is, has really hit really, really hard. Um, some of the main riverways have visibly reduced like massively reduced amounts of water going through them. And of course this is really bad for multiple reasons. Um, China's uh, economic prosperity over the past, uh, you know, four or five decades has relied on one cheap electricity and two, uh, they like the United States have enjoyed um, a lot of, uh, I guess, very large and deep waterways that have enabled commerce to move throughout the you know relatively pretty large country so water is a is a means of transportation it's a roadway and provides energy by hydroelectric dams turbines etc we've been doing that for a long long time and then the other thing is is that you know when you dam a river you create new flood areas or floodplains that are for growing food and then you so you also have that issue um, you know, China, even before COVID was having issues sustaining its own food supply to the point that they were, 
importing tremendous amounts of food from the U.S. COVID, you know, flipped all of that on its head and, you know, made it 10 times worse. They were striving to become energy or food independent um, from other people. And, you know, they just, that was, that was, that hope was totally destroyed, dashed against the rocks. And then, um, you know, now if you have a, you know, pretty dramatic drought, then, you know, makes it even worse. Um, but the biggest thing for them is, is the electric part. The electric, you know, you can, you can, you can import food from other places. You can tell people to eat less. You can ration food supplies. You can move goods over, uh, over roads. You can fly them around if they're a good that can be flown. Um, you can reduce the size of your ships for the smaller waterways, right? There's solutions there for that. The one you can't replace very easily and not very quickly anyway is the hydroelectric part. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's a significant chunk of uh, China's industrial areas in particular derive their electricity from hydroelectric because it's, you know, it's cheap. So a lot of manufacturing for China are in these zones where they have tremendous amounts of hydroelectric power, uh, particularly the really energy intensive and dirty stuff. So, uh, you know, and that's a big deal because one yeah. of the things I was reading an article on, and I don't have it in front of me, is even Hoover Dam, the uh, Colorado River. It's down. Oh yeah, dramatically. Yeah. It's a global thing right now. Um, you know, there's a, there's a big global shift going on. Of course, there's the hubris of all these people who think that we caused this. So. Oh yeah, yeah. We won't go into that today, but um, <laughs> it's the, one of my favorite topics. But it's but it's comical because you know it's it's a it's a dramatic shift overnight. You know this is something that you know maybe they had an inkling that was going to happen, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think really anybody did. Um, well, the world is an interesting place. I mean, let's just get be blunt about it. The sun uh, has radiation, and the sun decides to do its own thing. I mean, to me, it's never. You know, I always have this thing, and I don't want to. I want to get back on this, but I I just wish people would understand this. I have this philosophy called uh, Horton Hears a Who. Everything can be just everything in life can just about be understood by Horton Hears a Who. Doctor Seuss was a uh, a prophet, and and if you get a chance, look at Horton Hears a Who and how the the little Who people in Horton's uh, ear, uh, you know, and it's kind of like uh, that movie with, um, gosh, who was his name? It was Will Smith and uh, Tommy Lee Jones? Uh, what was Men in Black? You know, the little world within a world within a world. And, you know, things just continue to go around. And, and when you get so dependent upon one thing, one thing, and that one thing is dependent upon nature being stable, you're rolling the dice. And that's literally what China has done. Now, obviously, they have nuclear power plants. They're building them as, as rapidly as they can. They have, you know, they're doing as much as they can, solar, all their kind of stuff. I get that. But as you just said, water's cheap. Well, it's a free energy source, you know, it causes other, it has other downstream effects, literally. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it is a free source of energy if you harness it properly. And yeah, so anyways, it's a, it's a huge issue for them. And, you know, couple this with the, with the heat wave and, and it is, you know, as far as what you're saying, you know, the reality is, is that um, 99.9 with you know, many nines to the point of exhaustion of the Earth's climate is 
motivated and happens as a direct consequence of what the sun does. So, you know, the reality is, is, oh, global warming, things are getting hotter. That's because there's more solar energy entering. Heat is energy. That means there's more energy, sat, you know, coming into, into the Earth's atmosphere. Less rain, more drought, more drought, less water, less water, less electricity from the dams. And then when you decide to go all in on electric vehicles, ooh, ooh. Well, it's funny because people say that all, you know, people you talk about droughts like, oh, there's less water. It's like, no, there's not less water. It's just in a different place. So your cycles have moved your water out of their, at least your historically uh, reliable area. And, you know, is that due to, you know, human activities? Is it due to, you know, diverting a river, putting a dam up? Is it due to just it, get, it gets hot and then you have your, um, you know, your, your cycles for for rain patterns and things like that change who knows um you know it, it, it's it's beside you know getting into it right now and, and we're going to well get yeah point, and we're going to get into what's exactly going on right now uh, in current events but as as a reference point ladies and gentlemen boys and girls re always remember that uh in the grand canyon we've been there on several occasions they have uh fossils in their fish okay so sahara desert uh you have uh it used to be a very lush area at one time I doubt that the uh, the people in the northern Africa uh, grew so many cows and passed so much gas that caused it to go uh, to uh, you know sandland. But you, so don't don't go there. You know don't don't have the hubris to think that your recycling efforts and all this kind of stuff that you're you're going to change the sun because the no, sun is the not. sun. Don't do that. But in a, but what's more important right now is the propaganda. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So. Well, look, well, I was going to go a little bit deeper before we get to the propaganda stuff on, on China. So, you know, the what is going on, I guess it kind of go, goes both ways, but it'll take me a second to get there. Sure. Um, so in China, something I learned, uh, kind of interesting, they have this heat and, you know, basically it's really warm summer. So that's not good, right? Nope. And, I mean, AC. You, know, you know, that requires more you know, electricity and whatever, but, um, but because of the reduced electric, the, uh, reduced electricity capacity in the grid, uh, they're having what the, uh, South Africans, um, I can't, what, what do they, they basically, they're like, they're like, they're like organized blackouts. Uh, they call it in South Africa load shedding. They'll basically just pick your zip code and say, okay, well you only get 12 hours a day of electricity and here's your schedule. And, you know, it'll be on for six hours and off for six and on for six and off for six. It's a nightmare. Um, it so, caused a governor to lose his uh, seat in California and for Arnold to become a governor. Yeah, well, that also goes into Enron and the whole energy market scam that, you know, because I was skipping to, over that. Yeah, well, but most people, if, if you don't know about it, that's what that's exactly what it is. So power, um, power, AC, rolling blackouts, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. it's just it's just energy markets. It's, you know turning everything into a market and it's just, it's dumb. But anyways, uh, so yeah, they've got a, they've got a really tough situation there. Um, you know, there's an entire generation, two generations of people that have never had a real issue other than, you know, when a natural disaster happens with having reliable electricity. Um, and this is a huge shock for them. Of course, this, this shakes, you know, the foundations of, uh, 
of a lot of people's kind of worldview of a rising China that they now have a hilarious situation where they're no different than people in South Africa. Of course, South Africa has had this going on for a decade or more, and it's due to just pure mismanagement of public infrastructure and no willing desire, no no real desire by anybody in government to solve it because, you know, the profiteering off of government positions is way better than solving any real problems. And the people there are docile enough that they just take it. Um, and the same thing is going to happen in China. You know, Chinese people won't revolt. You know, very very much like, you know, whether, you know, you like it or not, the same thing is going to, you know, people in the United States, they'll suffer with the pain, they'll eat their, they'll eat their Twinkies, and they'll move on. Um, in my, my generation, boomers are, you know, they're more concerned about making sure their pensions and social security checks are coming in. There. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, and then, I, I get to say that because I'm a boomer and I, I deal with people enough. and I see it all the time. It's like, don't you have any motivation to do what's right for future generations? No, no. I just want to go golfing. Not really. I just want to go to the villages and retire. Anyways. Play Mahjong. So, uh, it's interesting. The, so, so you've got this load shedding thing going on. But there's another interesting aspect of this that the, uh, I guess it goes back to like Mao or something. Um, you know, Chinese Cultural Revolution time period. And if the temperature, if the average daily temperature is like above 38 degrees Celsius or something like that, basically it's over 100 degrees Fahrenheit uh, for, for us imperial units, uh, countries. And anyways, uh, then the rule is that you don't have to go to work. Well, that makes sense. I mean, let's give, let's give credit where credit is due hey, that nice. they decided that uh, if it gets too hot, you don't go to work, right? I yeah. mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, workers of the world unite. Yeah, you know, we get some benefits for being, you know, just serfs, basically. You know. Yeah. You know, because the thing is, I mean, I mean, I'm not even joking that Chinese are serfs because they don't own their land. There's there's no ability for a Chinese person to own the land. The government owns all the land. Mm, so could be why they come over here and I get harassed when I go to these networking events. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but we'll talk about that another time. But but they're literally serfs. I mean, they they are they're sharecroppers at best. You know, which is why their their uh, property, uh, you know, mortgage and and property development situation is a nightmare, and we'll get to that because that's all part of this. Uh, so let's disaster. let's uh, let's give credit where credit's due. The, yeah, so the, the, yeah, yeah, close things down, save the people. It gets too hot, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure they're doing it. No, 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 no. It's, no. It, the weather, you know, it's like in some places like 40, 42, 43, 44 degrees Celsius. Close, like, like really, really hot, like Hunt. horseshoes. Sure. Close, but not a ringer. Well, so yeah, we're talking. I mean, we're no, 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 no. The the limit is thirty eight. Oh. So in some, you know, you people are looking at their iPhones and the weather because you know it comes from satellites and it comes from a data provider that's from the United States or something. So, so we have ringers. I mean, it's definitely yeah, it's, over it's, the it's over the limit. Yeah. Yeah, and in a lot of places, it's been over that way. It's it's been over this temperature limit for. You know, and so they have something like maybe like heat unemployment where they take care of their people. Basically, basically, that's I don't know about the 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 monetary compensation, but the point is, is so you don't have to go to work. Great. Well, Chinese government being the Chinese government, and you know, communism being you know, <laughs> Mar communism, Mar you know, Marxism and communism being what they are. Um, you know, what do they do? Oh, well, you know, according to the state weather bureaus, it's only 38 degrees. So you got to go to work course, consistently every day for weeks. It's only 38 degrees. And people are looking at, you know, the, the, the more to do Chinese are looking at their phones. 
you know, that still have access to things that are outside of China. And they're looking at it they're like this, this is bullshit. Like, but they can't say anything about it because like, they'll just arrest you for, for basically. They go, they go to their gulag, know. their equivalent of the gulag. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll go to gulag for fake news because you're, you're counter signaling, you know, the state, state run media. So it's, it's hilarious because, you know, it's little things like this that create problems. Um, Maybe that's also a reason why they don't have a lot of, uh, discussion against government mandated vaccines and stuff like that. No, 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 yeah. no, no. And you know, wait a minute, before you go on, let me, let me interject here. You know, we've seen a lot of reports of manufacturing locations where the people jump out the windows, right? Oh yeah. And they have nets and how well, they, they solve that problem. Not by making the conditions better, just by, Preventing people from killing themselves by putting nets on the windows. <laughs> putting nets they on still the windows. Slave colonies. Yeah, so like, where you, but you know what would be interesting? 20 hours a day, you know, putting circuits, uh, circuit boards <laughs> together and, you know, assembling iPhones and things. You go home and you go to sleep and your hands are still doing the, the movement because yeah, yeah, it's just exactly. you can't control. You can't feed yourself because you can't. But here's the thing um, it's not funny. You got to laugh at though, some of these things. But I was wondering though, I wonder if anybody ever did a correlation with the heat index, right? Think about it. Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, you know, if, if it's hotter than all oh, Billy Hell, you're just miserable. Yeah, of course. Although, although a lot of these people do work in like you know fairly decent factory environments because they're trying to create better conditions for people. But I assume it's not all, all not everywhere. But anyway, so so that's that's interesting. Um, you know, the cons other consequences of the of the drought are things like uh, these rivers are obviously going. Uh, you know, the, the water flow on some of these things are so low that things like ferries and things like that can't operate. So they're like permanently docked. Um, I saw a few pictures or videos of like dock extensions, basically like pontoons to get all the way out to where the water is because the docks are now like, you know, it looks like a dried up uh, riverbed where, you know, the water is now, you know, dozens of feet further. Just like the Great Salt Lake up in the Utah area, just uh, yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, th there were some, what do you call it? Uh, like Buddhist uh, uh, rock carvings that were found underneath. Oh, the yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And that was pretty interesting. And it's people made a big deal about it, but I didn't really see anybody, for the most part, explain it very well. And, of course, that's because explaining it would have to necessarily, you know, indict the practices of, Oh, grand special chairman Mao, his his reputation can't uh, be impugned. Yeah, A B N B C A B C C B S that you no criticizing the uh, and especially anybody in Hollywood. Oh no. No, no, no. No criticizing. I mean, if you uh, got a black guy in a movie, make him white, right? Uh, got someone who's showing a little too much cleavage. Do whatever you got to do with uh, SGI or uh, well, also also cover it up. So so, so th th this is from a this is another thing that's absolutely hilarious. Is the there's a um, there's a couple guys on YouTube that I follow that, that used to live in China and and I've been following them since COVID. So I've, I, you know I get a lot of actual real information from them because you know they're not reading. The stuff we read, they're reading stuff in Chinese, and they're able to actually kind of tell. And one of these guys is on. either English or Australian, right? Uh, one guy's South African, South African, American, yeah. But anyways, so so it's interesting because you know you just get little tidbits that you would never get here. And one of the things they uh, they pointed out on a something I saw 
um, was about how some movie, some like some animated movie that was out recently, it was about, oh, you know, the evil guy wins or something like that at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And it was one of these things like, you know, over the story arc, you know, the evil guy just becomes like a, a, a better person, even though he's a he's a he's an evil person. Yep. And anyways, it's just a silly kids movie. Well, they they changed the subtitles on the end of the movie. So that he it literally they post a screenshot of it and it says in the, the, the evil guy becomes he, he joins the good guys. Wasn't part of the plot. Wasn't they didn't edit any of the scenes. They didn't add a scene. They didn't ask, you know, the Hollywood producers to change the end of the movie like they do a lot of them or change a character or anything. No, no, no. They just lazily changed the subtitle that, oh, the bad guy became good on the last sentence of the subtitles of the movie. It's just so stupid. Um, and that's something that I wish people knew more about, that there are multiple versions of audio and video production, mainly video production. That You know, it's just uh, what you see here is not necessarily what they are going to see there. Oh, and no. that's a big, and we're talking huge. We're talking videos that, I mean, I'm just making this up. I'm spitballing. This is, you know, just I'm just spitballing. But, you know, Maverick winds up becoming a... Uh, freedom fighter for the well that well the 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 top gun movie isn't is not allowed to run in china yeah of course not because america doing what america does best is not something that can be portrayed there it's you know it's illegal so uh, which is funny because it became the highest grossing movie of all time without the chinese market and which, that's a market you need oh yeah i mean if you're mark if you're creating a movie you you have to consider the the vast deep pockets of the Chinese market when it comes to, you know, uh, for, for any movie. And this is one that, you know, it's baffling. I mean, it's legitimately, it would have, it would have done one and a half to two times the highest grossing movie of all time, whatever that is now, or before this, it would have easily done that if it wasn't for uh Panda express. Is that the highest grossing? I'm sorry. I just couldn't help myself. I I couldn't help myself. But so anyways, yeah. So, so they've got that going on, but, um, but so go back to the the point though the these buddhist monuments are are now appearing uh, or at least one of them anyways uh, kind of like in texas they they found uh like su- supposedly they found dinosaur dinosaur footprints like in stone i guess like uh, fossilized footprints mm-hmm. in some river that you know is is not dried up but it's you know reduced its size um anyway so same thing except it's not dinosaurs it's you know a buddhist carving that was uh, preserved underwater well, the reason it's uh, preserved underwater and the reason that's a big deal is because during the Cultural Revolution, um, the Chinese government, um, the, uh, the Maoists, went around and, you know, feverishly destroyed every, you know, the majority of the, you know, traditional Chinese cultural artifacts. And, of course, you know, you say this and, you know, how how dare you talk about this? But you know they, they did. They went around. And they just they they literally destroyed everything, and that's why one of the reasons, as far as I can tell, they they have such a deep hatred for the Taiwanese because the Taiwanese have tried to preserve as much as they can uh, of the you know basically pre Mao pre Bolshevik uh, kind of uh, Chinese Bolshevik revolution um, culture. And uh, that makes them very mad because that means it's not totally erased. So anyways, there's a lot of really sick and, you know, perverted stuff going on in China that is, uh, it's really messed up. But anyways, so of course they can't, 
destroy it now because, oh, they're so much more tolerant now. And, you know, even though you, anyway, uh, so, so that's very interesting. So that, that's what's going on there. Um, but you know, the funny thing is, is all of this kind of comes on. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess before I go into that, I'll, I'll mention that, um, you know, in China, there's this thing they call the, uh, the mandate of heaven. And it's, it's, again, it's one of these old Chinese cultural artifacts. And basically what it means is that, you know, if you have, if things are good, then, then, you know, the heavens, you know, smile upon you and, you know, you have good leadership and you're making good decisions. And if things are not going so well, then, you know, you have natural disasters or earthquakes or fires or droughts or pandemics or bad, you know, economic failings and things like, you know, losing wars, things like that, then that means the heavens are frowning upon you and you should replace your leadership. And just so you know, we talked about this, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about this this morning for a couple of days. We talked about it. I did a little bit of research just half halfway on everything, but every culture has got this. Oh yeah. Every single Absolutely. culture has this. And, and it's so just logical, like shit's yeah. not going so well. So let's just replace the people who are in charge. Cause they're probably making bad decisions yeah, from the Aztecs to the uh, Vikings from uh, what little is written and known in Africa to the Pacific rim, uh, literally everywhere. You know, yeah, it's just logical. Bad juju. You got to go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Society is not going, things aren't going so well. So, you know, whatever. Blame um, your imaginary friend uh, for what's going on. Your imaginary friend will blame you for what's going on. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, somebody's got to be a scapegoat. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, it, it goes back to, you know, people don't, people don't like to discuss this, but, you know, it goes back to the very basic reality that, you know, a lot of, you know, the cultural point of religions and all of these things and the reason they have similar, they come to similar conclusions regardless of, you know, monotheistic, multi-theistic, you know, uh, you know, insert, you know, whatever, whatever weird tradition you have, you know, Abrahamic, non-Abrahamic, whatever. You realize you just lost 90% of our listeners. Well. <laughs> no, actually our people actually know what monolithic is. <laughs> they will know some of these words. I would but, hope so. Uh, um, but anyway, so, you know, the reality. We lost the occasional listener. <laughs> the, the reason these, they come to similar conclusions is because, you know, the whole point of it is that you're trying to explain the unexplainable. You're trying to explain you're trying to rationalize things. You're trying to rationalize randomness and, and things that are outside of your control, you know, which is why, you know, the most important things in religion are birth and death. Like, you know, you know, it's the, the two guaranteed things in life. You're, yeah, you're, you're either here or not that yeah. you're going to be born. You're going to die. And, you know, as, as I've said to you many times, you know, every, everybody's goal in life is to have those as far apart as possible. I like and, people who say there's only two things guaranteed in life, death and taxes. That's not true. Are plenty of people that don't pay taxes, but everybody dies. Taxes aren't guaranteed. Yeah, no. Of course, you know some people probably spend too much time trying to evade taxes and end up in a jail cell, and the quality of their life is a lot worse than it would have been if they just paid the taxes. <laughs> just ask any of the boys at uh, Enron. Of course, that was just a pure fraud. So yeah, so the uh, you know the, the mandate of heaven thing is 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 interesting, and since the uh, communist revolution in China, there's uh, it's frowned upon to talk about it, basically, because, you know, the Communist Party is now the end-all, be-all, and, you know, basically the Communist Party is, is God, effectively. Um, you know, no different than in uh, than in the Soviet Union, you know, they 
have basically state mandated, you know, atheism um, for all intents and purposes. They just don't seem to be as extreme about it. You know, there's some, you know, some religious stuff is allowed now, but it's it's very subservient to the the Chinese uh, Communist Party, and you know, to the point that they like rewrite the Bible and they rewrite, you know, the uh, you know Torah and 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 other religious texts and things. Um, so that's, you know, weird and disturbing. And, of and, course, and just so you folks know, that is a legitimate thing, what Paul just said. In China, they rewrite the Bible. They rewrite everything. Yeah. I mean, the movie stuff is, 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 a, is a, something that people understand because nobody reads it in this country anymore. And I'm not joking either. Look up the stats on literacy and, and, and reading in the 1770s or 80s when the first study was done. It was like 98% of uh, residents in, in the colonies were were literate and owned at least one book. That was typically the Bible if you only owned one book. But, you know, I mean, we have we have family records, you know, of, of, uh, of estates being settled where, you know, they had libraries of hundreds of books in, you know, the 1600s in this country. Like, that's, this is just, <laughs> the, the, you know, people used to read a lot because, uh turns out if you have a literate society uh one it's uh well anyways if you if you have a literate society and that's your one of your primary forms of entertainment in the pre-industrial revolution era uh, people are going to read a lot shocker well my mom um, you know my my i'm just proud of the fact that my mother knew latin i mean she was well versed in latin up until, you know, the day she died, she could flip things off all day long and just, you know, oh, well, that doesn't really mean that because the Latin word, I mean, she was cool. Sure. I mean, that was cool. So, better than I, better than I. I'm not, nowhere near that way. So it's interesting just that, um, you know, it was, it was side rant, but basically, yes. I mean, Americans, you know, what I think even even people in college, the last time somebody, like, you know, some uh, some astounding percentage of, of even college graduates. When was the last time you read a book? College. You know, it's just people don't. People but books, read. but books still still sell, and I'm convinced that people put them under their pillows, and they think it's going to be through osmosis, and they're going to get. Yeah, there's a Japanese word for this. I can't remember what it is, but basically, it's like you just because because you collect the books, it makes you smarter. Not not reading them, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's you know, it's like it's it's just a euphemism. It doesn't work that way. So, anyways, point is, uh, you know the. the it's a it's a cultural artifact of of the before times i guess you'd call it in china and you know a mandate of heaven is a thing and you know despite it not being a, a very it's a very taboo thing to talk about obviously people still do and it's still part of their culture as much as they want to try and snuff it out so you know the reality is, is if you're a chinese person and you're uh much more attuned i guess to reality i don't know uh, just look at what's been happening over the past couple of years, and if this isn't, you know, the 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 heavens frowning upon like your government and everything, then I don't know what is. Uh, you know, you've got droughts, you've got massive floods that, of course, you know, have happened. They had over the locusts past not too years. many years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, you got the cicadas and the locusts and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, they've had massive crop failures. Um, COVID, of course. Uh, you know, after 50 years or whatever it's been, their great economic run, that's, you know, basically getting ready to collapse. 
And now you've got, uh, you know, basically a massive drought. You have too much water. Now you got no water. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, there's well, it's time to replace a uh, poo bear. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, you know, the reality of the situation, but you know, will that be able to happen? Does he have too much power? Does the party still have enough influence to be able to replace him? I don't know. Um, I think a lot of people misunder underestimate how much power he actually has as an individual. Um, people like to think that there's a lot more behind him, but you know, and there is, but you know, like, like Putin, he controls a lot of that extra apparatus, or at least he has a lot of influence on it. And a good example of it is, uh, you know, over our lifetimes, you know, you've just seen this tremendous amount of uh, growth and wealth in the country and it's just gone to the top. Um, you know, they still have six, 700 million people that, you know, live in rural areas that, you know, live in a, live a subsistence lifestyle. The whole country is not filled with, you know, grand prosperity. It's just, it's the manufacturing and high tech cities that, they have well, a lot of the people live in the grand, the areas of grand prosperity are not that grand or prosperous. Well, yes, yeah, so look, that's at, the other look thing. at Russia. I mean, you can be right by Gazprom. I mean, well, we're, well, we're sidebar, well, I'm, I'm but, talking about China. Oh no, no, I know. I'm just yeah. saying that everywhere you go, you know, it's like, Oh, there's well, a slum right next to the, you know, well, yeah, in China World trade I mean, center. You've got in China, just, just to focus on that, I mean, you know, China's got a tremendous amount of debt per, per, per capita, um, like individual debt. It, it's, it makes, like, people wouldn't think it's as high as it is. I, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but it's, it's atrocious. Um, so, you know, this kind of leads into the, the, uh, the housing bubble, I guess we, you could call it, in China. And this is the other, like, longer-term, bigger cluster that they're going to deal with that is not going to go away very easily. So China is very weird because uh, you don't own your property. You lease it from the CCP for a period of time. It's like on top of the world where you have this 99-year lease. Exactly. How many times have we had estates a, a people had, didn't realize that they had no, and so you know you got to you know in the case of on top of the world, it's like okay, so you bought a piece of pro let's say you the property you bought it for a hundred thousand for simple math, well then just logically, uh, taking no appreciation into account, you're paying taxes on it, right? Oh yeah, they're paying taxes on it, but not counting taxes or any appreciation, you, you lose a thousand dollars a year just because the term of your lease is, is slowly expiring. Yep. So it's going to be interesting in another, yeah. in another 10 or 20 years, people are going to begin going, Hmm, well, I know they will. Well, the land's just not going to be worth anything because you know, you've got 20 years left on it and you sell it to somebody else. It's like, well, when they, when it expires for them, it's done. It goes back to the property developer. They bulldoze all the tracks of homes and they rebuild them. I mean, it's a, it's a good plan. I mean, it makes sense, but anyway, so, for China, though, you know, this has to do with, you know, the government controlling the ultimate source of wealth and always being able to evict you. And it's just it's just weird. I mean, you know, at least in the United States, you actually own your property despite, you know, having taxes and things associated with it. Um, you know, it's just it, it is what it is. But anyway, so, uh, you, you know, you you have leases on property, but the ultimate problem of you not having a title to a piece of property is that you can't finance construction because you don't own anything. You own a lease. 
and that can be yanked away at any point. You know, you say, you know, Xi Jinping looks like uh, Winnie the Pooh, and then you know they'll just take your property from you. So that's it's it's effectively they're you know they won't lend it because you know they view it as an unsecured loan. It's, it's it doesn't mean anything. So for the purposes of financial instrumentation, um, the Chinese mortgage landscape looks like an alien creature compared to the United States. It's very weird. Um, they basically do, they get away with and have gotten away with the craziest like Ponzi type schemes. And that's just normal in their society. They're very strange. Uh, people uh, borrow from everybody in the world to be able to get a down payment, to be able to build a house or buy an apartment property developers um you know the huge huge percentage down payments to be able to borrow money on these things um but the other thing that's really weird is uh, you have to start paying on your mortgage whether the house is built or not that, that they don't care so you buy uh, on spec well yeah so let's, <laughs> i mean that's, that's what i would call it yeah yeah so let's say you buy a two hundred thousand dollar apartment in you know uh, someplace in the shenzhen area right mm -hmm. of course a two hundred thousand dollar apartment there would be like a literal postage stamp, you know, you might be able to lay down on the thing. Um, but anyway, just, just for simple, simple explanation. Um, and that apartment building is slated to be built in, you know, spring of 2023, you're paying mortgage payments on it now. It's, it's kind of interesting. And if you think about it, um, well, so the, there's a basic economic problem with that is that, <laughs> is that you're paying interest on something that doesn't exist, which means you are injecting the inflation of that property Bingo. acquisition before it's even built. I mean, literally putting the cart before the horse. So the problem is for the property developer, oh, wow, we have all of these homes that are sold. And how are you going to finance the extra 2, 3, 4, 5, 6% inflation that has been caused by that? You don't because all the property developers are running a Ponzi scheme too. Um, what they do is they... Well, for the past few years, you know, Evergrande has been in the news over the past couple of years. Um, but there's there's literally dozens of other major property developers. And what they they figured out is that, well, raising money to build apartment, you know, basically taking down payments and self-financing and doing all these things. I guess the point that I didn't mention was that the property developers are usually the ones that are financing this stuff. Because, you know, there's there's nothing to be secured there. So what they'll do is... Um, you know, there's these famous stories of, oh, you know, you, you buy an apartment, you know, they'll give you, uh, you know, a Louis Vuitton handbag and things like that. And, you know, it was all geared towards, um, you know, exploiting the cultural perception around home ownership. So a good example is in China. Lifestyles um, of the rich and famous here in the U.S., Dallas, J.R. Ewing. You know, oh, get a, you, you well, may not really be wealthy, but we can kind of make you look wealthy and everybody's striving for it. And, well, well, how many homes you own? I own six. You know, well, so the big short. It's a whole ego thing. There's that aspect of it, but there's more to it than that. A good example of this is you. it's not culturally approved of to get married if you don't own property. Okay. So people, there, there's, there's something there. The other thing is, is in China, people don't view the stock market as something that is uh, is reliable as property. Property is the end all be all of of actual real assets. And, oh, we see and, enough of that here too. Appreciation. Yeah. But the problem is, in China, it's legit. There's there's not a, a a weird fear of investing in the market. It's actually real. I mean, go and look at the number of public companies in China that have been either removed 
made defunct or acquired by the government, you know, basically management taken over by the government that were pure Ponzi schemes or totally fake. Um, you mentioned something about this a couple months ago that was hilarious. It was like, oh, multi-thousand person company and whatever. And everything about their balance sheets and their employee counts and their their revenues and everything they did it was like just just divide it by a hundred and that no, was the, the numbers were actually legit they were legit numbers they just added a whole bunch of zeros at the end yeah they literally multiplied i have 10 employees and they've made it ten thousand. no yeah. and i'm dead serious they had a manufacturing plant that was ten thousand square feet and they made it a hundred thousand square feet yeah big difference there so the problem is is this type of like pervasive fraud in in china it's it cultural has, it has created a yeah it's created a cultural problem where people just don't trust the public markets in the same way that they do here so you know they have some assets that are in the markets but they're not viewed as as safe so if you want to safely store your wealth what do you do or if you want if you want reliable returns you invest in property and you know the the year over year appreciation of real estate in china over the past like 40 years is insane uh, you know, we're looking at, you know, 10, 20% per year. It just doesn't make any sense. So, you know, the reality is, is that's, that's, it's a status, a status item, you know, like you said, yeah, people, people mortgage like crazy because why wouldn't you, if, if you have, you know, 10% property annual appreciation, you would every time, every time you have extra money to spare on an, on an additional mortgage, you would do it because it's free money. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's no yeah. different than, than than cheese. I mean, I don't need cheese, but they're giving away cheese, so I'm going to stand in line and get my cheese. And and I want to add this, and I know where you're going, but real quickly, people need to understand how incredibly important it is to have generally acceptable and followed accounting principles. I'm going to give a real quick example, and then I want you to, I know where you're going on this. But when I make a sale, okay, I sell something for $100. When do I book it? Do I book it when I got the commitment? Do I book it when I have a signed contract? Do I book it when I get paid? But if I'm holding a note and I'm getting paid over time, do I book it as I receive it? Do I, there's a lot. When do I acknowledge yeah, the receipt? And the problem that you have is that there are accounting systems out there that will book it at the date of sale. But then they also report the booking when it's received. They're double counting. And that's well, a, yeah, that's 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 why you have your different that's why you have your different accounting reports. We won't go into that. But, no, but that's what I'm saying in China. That's though, why you have generally accepted accounting procedures or processes. You don't have that with a lot of foreign well, yeah, American I mean, depository receipt companies. There is there's just not the standard on it. We've talked about this. At, well, they, at they say, but they say they follow the yeah, standard. Well. It's just the government doesn't enforce it. Especially if that was going back to you know one of the things. One of the things about the influence of Xi is, you know, the reality is is he lets a lot of people get away with a lot of stuff as long as they back him up. Yeah. So you know, the, why do you have some Chinese billionaires who are getting you know whacked by their secret police? not literally, but dragged off to prison and all of their assets, you know, basically acquired by the state. When you have others that are doing 10 times worse stuff, you know, bribing politicians, you know, moving uh, assets to foreign countries and, and moving money and wealth around and stuff, it just has to do with if you're supporting the power structure or not. No different than what's going on in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's just the difference is Saudi Arabia, 
you know, is a, is a, is a pimple on an ant's ass by comparison to the economic power of somebody like China. Mm. Uh, it is, it's, it's huge. I mean, you know, Saudi Arabia, you got a few guys that are worth a few billion dollars. It's a country that, you know, what's their GDP? Maybe, you know, five, four or 500 billion dollars a year. Like it's, it's nothing. China is bigger than the United States now. It's a 20 and 30 trillion dollar economy. So anything that happens there is, is just, it's, you know, the different, and then the other thing is, is the same percentage of people control the wealth in the country as has always done. It's just, it looks flashier than it did before. So people like kind of like Russia, Oh, things are changing. Yeah. Not really. No. So, um, you know, and with the housing situation, uh, there's it, they, they, these property developers started doing crazy stuff like saying, Hey, uh, we're going to start, uh, taking smaller deposits on things and we're going to build things, uh, because you know, Hey, we have all this on paper demand. So let's, uh, let's just keep building, keep building, keep building, keep borrowing, keep borrowing, keep building, keep borrowing. And it just goes on forever. And they had a situation basically where they started outlaying, um, the current monies that they got for, uh, basically planned developments and they were using that to pay the contractors for things that have been on the books already for months or years because you know you got to take profits you know you got to buy private planes you got to you got to do all kinds of stuff you know you got to you got to boost demand and buy people you know five thousand dollar purses to get them to sign on to a, a mortgage and all kinds of stuff so you know all across china um the the other issue that's very strange is um because so many people were buying so many properties, uh, you you had this artificial inflation of, of, of property prices, obviously. I mean, that, that kind of goes without being said, but, you know, I'm saying it because, you know, if you're a fairly well-off Chinese person uh, living in a, one of these major cities and you own, you know, four or five properties, nobody's living in those properties. And that's the thing people don't know. Which... In the past, there were reports of the Chinese ghost cities and ghost towns. and Worse than ever. And I, I vividly remember, I vividly remember uh, many news organizations, and I use the word news with tongue-in-cheek, and I throw up every time I use it, in uh, Washington, Oregon, and in, in California, were just beating a drum going, no, no, that's not true. These are these are in development. Then they would show places in the U.S. Look, see, this is an apartment complex. It's being built. There's nobody in the same thing, but people are moving in. It, it, it was hilarious. But, you know, again, going back to what we said 40-plus minutes ago, the, the media is controlled by these people unbelievably. But the re- this is a real thing. Yeah, so, so the... From a cultural perspective, a piece of property is worth less if it's been finished. Meaning, you know, the interior of an apartment, for example, is painted and is, is finished, you know, is habitable. So what they do is they buy empty shell properties, basically. Which is why you have, you know, these ghost cities. You can see tons of videos before they really clamp down on people sharing the stuff. Um, they're falling apart. Because literally nobody lives in this entire thing. There's no maintenance going on. You know, there's a couple guys running security and, you know, there's some maintenance going on, but, you know, it's not going to, they're not doing enough to prevent 
you know, the shoddy construction work and the, and the, you know, the siding from these buildings like flying off and, you know, smashing, you know, uh, single family homes below and just all kinds of crazy. Well, there's stuff. a lot of videos that used to be on YouTube. They're harder and harder to find now. Um, and they're out there. You know, well, there's that. just, well, see, the problem is, is that the reason they're harder to find is because there's nothing new because the, all the algorithms basically prefer stuff that's recent. Right. And so, because a lot of this stuff is old. Um, but anyway, so, so the point is basically because there's, you lose value on your property. If somebody goes in and paints it and moves the furniture in and does stuff, um, people didn't rent them because why, why would you, why would you want to lose value on your property? So, or, or I just or saw lose some, appreciation. I saw something what we could do. We could solve the homelessness problem in California. If we offer China some serious money to take them off our hands and put them in their well, like, cities. Well, yeah, so that that's not going to happen. But so the I know. Well, it's not going to happen for multiple reasons, and that's where I'm getting. Um, so you know the so the simple reality is is that you know there's a tremendous amount of ghost property out there in China that has paper value, and it's just a Ponzi scheme. Like, does that have any real value? Like, why would you want to live in a city that's you know 200 miles away from any major population center? And it's a city that could fit 50 or 60,000 people, but like a thousand people live in it and most of them are doing maintenance. Like that is, there's no value proposition there. It just doesn't make any sense. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's a, it's, it's a financial fraud. It's just because everybody believes in it, then it just is what it is. Gazy, Vigazi, it just doesn't exist. So the problem is it does exist and it sucks up resources and you know, it's, it's, it's weird. The problem doesn't exist. Yeah. Problem doesn't exist. So anyways, uh, so you fast forward to, you know, COVID financial problems and this stuff starts to teeter and people stop buying properties, which is the biggest problem for these developers. Their growth stops. Well, because they were, they were being, uh, I guess a little, a little lax with their practices Turns out a lot of them, the most most of them were, and oh well, with no new money, like any good Ponzi scheme, um, the whole thing starts to fall over. You can't make your debt payments. You can't continue to pay your vendors to keep building the things that you've already taken money for and are taking mortgage payments for, and it's a total nightmare. Well, I don't know all the ins and outs on it, but basically the Chinese government basically stepped in and kind of stabilized the situation, and now you have CCP apparatchiks in charge of these these big property companies that have been consumed uh, by the government and they're doing things to stabilize the system um, because 70% of Chinese uh, net worth is tied in with real estate. And so to, to give this a point of reference for people, um, in 2006, 7, 8, obviously like what precipitated the issues has nothing to do with what's going on in China. Uh, and it bears no relation. It's it's a totally different kind of scheme. But um, at that point in time, the financial crisis was, was a huge deal because it was, as far as I know, the first time that American household net worth was, uh, on average, approximately 30% tied to real estate. China's more than double that. And, yeah. that, and, that's, and they don't, they've never had a, an economic crisis like this before. So its scale and the depth at which it will shake, you know, the average Chinese person's view on really everything is, is, is really not known. So the Chinese government is doing a lot to extend the runway and try and soften the blow and, and whatever. And they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff like, 
you know, there's been many, many, many bank failures in China. Nobody's talking about it. And the government's way of dealing with a bank failure is, well, we're just freezing everybody's assets and you're not allowed to take money out of the bank. Because the bank doesn't have any money. You know, they've lent it all out and it's all in property and stuff. And their fractional reserve banking makes ours look like stable and rational. And so instead, you know, your life savings are in a bank, but you can't take it out. And, you know, the reality is, is there's nobody to cry to. Like you cry about it on, on Chinese social media or whatever, then, you know, you're going to get a knock at the door from the secret police and, you know, they're going to tell you to shut up. And if you don't, then they're going to take you off to a camp. You and I have talked extensively about the fact that the Russians and the Chinese are at a perfect time to take out. They, China can, could literally be on their, their knees. Think about this for a minute. If you have Ukrainian wheat, etc., you have another problem because occasionally rice gets infected there. Pigs have they've had the swine swine issues there. They they need Russian gas and oil. They have oh, a yeah. drought. China desperately needs Russian gas and oil. That's the thing right now, especially with the with the water uh, hydroelectric situation. It's as critical as ever, which is funny because it's just it's such a it's such a horrible situation for all of them to be in. And then you have the value of things so heavily tied to real estate. You have the Ponzi scheme nonstop and this, that, and everything else. It just wouldn't take that much to push Humpty Dumpty off the wall. And they're never going to be able to put Humpty Dumpty back together again, which I I just wish I had. My clients are pretty good. Although we recently had a a dingling, a ding dong, but our clients are pretty good because they listen to these things and when we say the drumbeat of war, we, we factor that every every day. We, we're forecasters. That's what we do. And that's kind of what we're doing right now. It's, just, it, it's, it's a real thing. I mean, we are in a world war. And we're in a good position right now compared to a lot of places. It's just, it's an, it's just, it's just really interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a hell of a time to be a... Um, it always is. Yeah. Just most people stick their head in the sand. They don't pay attention to, to the, the goings-on in the world. And, you know, it's just people are, we're perpetually at war. That's, we are, we are, we are the human race. That's what we No, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I just think the, I think the temperature is a little higher than it's been in a while. Well, substantially. Of course, of course, because, because everybody your age has enjoyed the greatest era of peace and prosperity oh, in, yeah. in global history. And, you know, things are going to rattle apart, you know, occasionally. And then everybody's going to cry and act like it's a big deal. But the reality is, is, you know, compared to the, long the long arc of history like you know things are fine um but so, so but the th- thing about china that it's the the next step that's really really funny is so the chinese government has started to come in and take over these things um in some places they put tanks on the street to keep people away from the bank buildings and not burn them down because you know if i couldn't get my money out of the bank then i'd burn it down too but anyways it's a big disaster um but they still need economic stimulation, right? I mean, the problem is, is if these property developers don't have projects and all this type of stuff, what what's the issue? I'm just going to ask you bluntly. Like, what's 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 the f- most obvious domino effect if these property developers legitimately go into recession territory and and they, their building slowdown happens? Well, I think that's just the linchpin of everything coming apart. 
Well, yeah, but but specifically, what what's the most obvious like domino that falls after you stop building properties? Well, you are obviously going to have problem with banking. That's going to be the big thing. Okay, I'll I'll be more clear. Unemployment. Oh, well, because okay. it takes millions of people to build these properties and the people, all the people in the supply chain to make to do construction. Oh no, no, I, I understand. Of, I I I was just going from a, a different perspective. If seventy yes. percent of your country's net worth is tied to real estate, then you're building a lot. Yep. And there's always new stuff, and obviously China is a country with one point three something billion people. So, you know, it's just... And we've already seen what's happened with COVID and when they shut everything down, the number of people who are, who are working in urban areas manufacturing and they just got slaughtered there and they, they haven't recovered yet. Yeah. So, so there's, there's two combinations here going on. It's the uh, China manufacturing and the China uh, uh, construction industry. You just put those two things together. It's just, it's, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. And, it's and, really bad. And, and that's why I was tying this back to what we were talking about with the rivers is that, you know, there's a reduced capacity for transportation and all this stuff, energy, manufacturing. But so the, the Chinese housing is hilarious because there's a bunch of videos that have been uh, being shared on Chinese social media and it's, some of it spread to the West of their demoing entire high-rises in these ghost cities. Oh, I haven't seen any of those yet. We, yep. gotta, we have to yep. put those up. I, I promise that we will put some of those videos up on paultruesdale.com under the blog. We'll, do, uh, we'll put some of those videos up so people can see those. I've, I've not, I, I, I did not see that. I, I've missed that. Well, because it's not being shared in the West. And so anyways. And, and, I sh and we should say, you, you have sources, we have sources, we both have that are not readily available. Uh, but that's this is one of those areas that's what your ball of wax and that what you do so yeah so they're demoing buildings because why what 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 would the rationale be for if, if you were in charge in china why would you destroy buildings well, i guess they're doing it to create work yes they are <laughs> so the rational explanation it's a hell of a lot harder to take a building down than it is to uh, put it up unless you just knock it down no, they're just dem they're just putting explosives and they're blowing up. They're, they're just doing they're doing it the old fashioned way. They're just flying planes into it. <laughs> no, they're they're setting TNT on the pilings and they're knocking them over. Okay, so that's not exactly you know that's the thing. A lot of people. I, I was having a great conversation. A quick sidebar. I was having a conversation that the the building in San Francisco that's sinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we had a great conversation tonight. I was with a group of uh, architects, engineers. And um, in, in the construction industry, and that was a, a, a very vibrant conversation. And I made the comment, I said, how the hell do you take that damn thing down? And Careful. somebody said, it's like eating an elephant, one square at a time. Yeah, sure. It's going to be expensive as hell. Yeah, not in China, just de you know, demo it, fall it down. Hell uh, it. Well, yeah, there's nobody around. It's, it's handy when there's nobody living there's nobody around. So, you know, <laughs> but for in, in the West, you know, we think of demoing a building. It's like, well, you're removing it to make space, but... You typically don't do that with buildings that have been with, built within the past five to ten years. So you're usually doing it for safety or some other thing, right? Where's the environmental people screaming and going nuts on that? Think about the energy and the waste and just everything. Yeah, but the, but people don't make environmental claims in China and Russia. Oh, and okay, that's right. The world. Only us. No, they only use it against us because you know in in the West it's just not necessary. I mean, in, in China, it's not necessary to needle people with, with claims about environmentalism. Like, they already have them under control. They have an authoritarian system. It's not necessary to bully people like that. In the West, you know, they, they are utilizing, you know, their methods of, of communist subversion, you know, using 
grossly overstated claims on economic uh, or en- environmental and economic stuff to scare people into submission here. It's just, it's, it's a different thing. It, that's a whole nother discussion we can get into another day, but it's interesting because the, uh, they're, they're openly admitting that, Oh yeah, they're tearing them down because you know, they're going to rebuild. <laughs> so it's, it's literally a case of dig the trench, fill, fill the hole. hole, dig the trench again, fill the fill hole. Cause <laughs> you know, the Chinese government, they're not necessarily afraid of their people. Um, from a military standpoint, they're as big of a joke as Russia is. Uh, but here, here, hang but on a second. the thing they people don't talk about is you know the Chinese spend you know a multiple of what they spend on you know their their foreign you know their defense military you know their 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 visible military they spend a multiple two three four times as much on their internal security apparatus because you know they literally have concentration camps where they're they're literally committing genocide the un a textbook case of un as defined by the un genocide against a an ethnic minority you know uh, if you're if you're a muslim in the Uyghur areas of of china yep um it's like they're it's like they're reading uh, like uh like it's like they decided to pick up some old books about the uh the american south and they literally have cotton farms. I'm not joking. They they literally are running cotton, slave labor to pick cotton. Um, except I think it's a little bit more advanced than being handpicked. But still, they have massive cotton farms out there, and they're using them as slave labor. And then they basically uh, uh, psychologically, physically, and uh, and in all other ways humiliate and uh, are basically get forcing them to uh, read. Uh, Mao's red book. Read Xi's little little uh, low IQ pamphlet about communism. That's another discussion for another time. It's quite funny. Um, and give up your uh, ways, your your cultural and religious ways. They are forcing them to eat pork and drink alcohol and do stuff like that because they're Muslim. And yeah, because they aren't. They're they're not behaving like Han Chinese. And basically, you'll behave like Han Chinese, or you'll be in the slave camp forever. Yeah, I, I have uh, anyone that knows me, uh, who truly knows me, knows how how adamant I am against violence, how adamant I am on equality, how adamant I am that I don't care what you do, don't shove it down my throat, and I won't shove my views down your throat. I have always said that uh, Rodney King, God rest his soul, he was a piece of dirt, uh, but he said, can't we all just get along? It, you know, every, every once in a while you have these moments of, of clarity, and he had that. And um, the, the, the thing is, it's just, that's me. And I, I just, I am so appalled by our government and others, especially in the media and the entertainment world. You just don't, there's no appreciation for what these people are going through. And I, I'm going to make a, a, say something that's going to be politically incorrect. I don't care. But it's like a 99 bottles of beer on the wall, right? 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer, sure. take one down, pass it around. Well, now we can do 100 Chinese digging a hole. Mm. And then, so we could kind of modify it so that you have 100 Chinese digging a hole. And then when they complete it, shove 10 in, fill it in, 90 Chinese to dig another hole on the wall. And just, that's how they're doing it. Just dig it, well, throw them in, bury it over and keep going. And it's, it's more like <laughs> 99 ghost cities, but yeah. <laughs> yeah you, but you know what you, I mean? It's just. No, it's true. And it and, is, you know, in the case of like, you know, the Chinese concentration camps, I mean, there's literally millions of people in those things. 
Like it is on a scale to. But wait a minute, can you use the word concentration camp with Chinese? I thought that was only allowed to be used with Nazi Germany and World War II. You can't talk about. We got to find another word because we'll get in trouble if we say that, won't we? It's it's a legit concentration camp. I mean, as far as I know, there's there's not mass murder going on. But I mean, would we know about it? Probably not. Okay. Well, we we do know that the the other criteria. The Russians have the gulags, and they have mass murders for for hundreds of years they've just yeah well the russian russians are russians and that's just the reality on that one yeah um but you know with china uh yeah i mean it's it's a legitimate textbook case of genocide and it's pretty obvious i mean they can deny it all they want but you know there's there's an infinite amount of information and resources and people who have gone through them that talk about it and got got away and um you know they're also doing stuff like uh you know like china will 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 do they have like an organ trafficking trade in the country and they mostly pull them out of prisoners and stuff like that now just so um, in case you didn't hear that there paul said there's an organ trafficking trade literally they're taking people and they're harvesting their eyes their kidneys their heart they're they're, they're taking tendons and and there's well, I mean, you know, ideally they start with things that you got multiple of and then they go from there but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no but but the, and that's you know but this is also the country that you know took you know, ground up aborted babies and put them in like health supplements and stuff because it's good for you. This is the same country that, you know, they grind up, uh, you know, endangered species, uh, animal penises and put them in supplements because it's good for your health. And they do it on a mass basis. You know, these are the same people that, you know, have, at least in the past, they had such a massive uh, trade in ivory among their elites that they had entire illegal hunting parties that would go into places in Africa that are sanctuaries and they'd come up and it's like, well, that's, there were a whole bunch of uh, tigers or, or elephants here and now they're all dead. So, you know, the reality is, is they have a totally different cultural outlook on things and people who think that we're all just going to get along are delusional. No, that you are delusional. Okay. Uh, we've been chatting for a little while. Let's wrap this up. What yeah, do you uh, we'll call this? Give me, the China special. Call it the China special. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of uh, mainlanders, if they heard this, would be very mad because you know we insulted uh, Xi Jinping in every possible way, apparently. But you know, reality is reality. So, I met somebody recently. I was very impressed with this person. Can I get a little uh, non-compensated promo? Can you? It's your podcast, so I would. I would assume well, you got the same name. It's, it's Paul Truesdale podcast. Two Pauls in a pod. Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So I met. I'm not going to give a last name. I'm not going to name the company. But if you want to talk to somebody who is a mortgage loan originator, okay, that's her title. Her name is Daniela, and she's in the Tampa Bay area. And I have been so impressed with this young lady and her enthusiasm and her energy and her knowledge. I had a conversation with her for about an hour, maybe an hour and 10 minutes, which I don't do. You get 20 minutes max and I keep moving on. But I I talked with her for about maybe an hour and 10, 15 minutes or so. She was so sharp. Now, I, I, I will tell you, I would hire her in a heartbeat. Uh, no matter what the position is, because she drills for skills. She's bilingual, speaks Spanish. Uh, remember when I met her, I said, uh, "I said you're Castilian." I, I, I can tell, and she, she was like, "I can." Nobody ever says that, but articulate, sharp, fast, and she she's drilled for skills. So if you are in the um, market 
to get a mortgage, uh, I have somebody that I will refer you to. Get a hold of me. Call 212-433-2525. That's 212-433-2525. Go online. My God, I'm all over the green earth. Go to truesdale.net. Use a contact form. Get a hold of me, and I will make a personal referral. But uh, yeah, I, every once in a while, when I meet somebody who's got their act together, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promote them. Is that good enough? Sure. And, yeah. And I'll, I'll add a little, little, little tidbit that just came to my attention while we were recording this. Uh, we can we can bookend the uh, let's call it the the two states of red terror special we were talking about here. We're talking about Russia. We're talking about China a little bit, or Russia a little bit, mostly about China. Uh, Gorbachev is dead, so oh. you know there you go. Was he was he a U.S. plant or was he uh, just part of the uh, we're gonna get the old gang together was in Russia? He a U.S. plant? Do you really think that the United States was ever able would, would have been able to get a a double agent that far up into the no no <laughs> but i will say this now i will say this you and i think we've talked about this and again this is another day for another conversation if you listen to this whole thing and you go man you guys go deep you have no idea you we, we have said how many years have we said I, this? i've tried to stay as surface level as i can for this because this is a topic that you could talk about for days yeah, we, just, we have just some amazing Chinese economy stuff. I mean, there, there's I mean, I didn't bring any notes or anything because it's just such a dense topic. You know, you can only really for, for the uninitiated and the uninformed about, you know, these things in particular. You can't go any deeper than what we did because it's just it's crazy. But Paul and I are in the process of designing another recording studio here at the Truesdale Professional Building, one that will basically take a break room where we have coffee in the morning. We sit back like two old men and talk about things. He's the young man. I'm the old man. And uh, although I still feel like sometimes I'm like a 24-year-old fart in a frying pan. I'm always running around like a nut. And, uh, well, you know that's the truth. Me and yeah. Bruce. Bruce Willis. I still can't believe that he's got all. That guy, just so you know, the phrase fart in a frying pan came from the uh, Bellevue area in, um, in Idaho. And um, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, uh, had a, had some property up there when they were together, and and uh, we were up there, and and uh, not name dropping, but it was just a, a, an interesting thing. They wanted to uh, build some uh, entertainment establishments in Ketchum, so you got Sun Valley, and then you go down the valley into Ketchum, and then Ketchum people didn't want them around, and so they went down to Bellevue, and uh, we have property in in Camas County. Not going to go any further than that. Uh, Sawtooth. Mountains and all that kind of stuff, the BLM sure. property. Yeah. and um, But uh, everybody in Bellevue said, and that guy is like a fart in a frying pan. He was like, bing, 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 bing. He was always on the go doing things. Had his band. Remember when he had his band? Yep, I uh, remember that. God, it was so absolutely amazing. But uh, God dang, the guy uh, the guy lost it. That's just too bad. That's that, that's one of those, that's one of those he, he and Phil Hartman, there's only a couple people that I would say in the entertainment industry that I kind of went, oh, man, really? So, um, but one of the things I think we're going to do is we, we've got to get, we got to get our little uh, coffee in the morning and we got to get ourselves all, so we can just sit down and go without being mic'd up and everything else, just flip on the buttons. So that's a, another project for another day. Maybe we can put the uh, the, the computer and recorder above the, the, <laughs> the coffee pot. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do that because you... you I'm going to use my Southern. Y'all don't have any idea the stuff that we talk about. We got to get it down because uh, it is what we do. You're looking at something. I can tell there's something going on. What's going on? Get it, get it, get it. I'm just, I'm, I'm laughing at the, the commentary from 
the ostensibly uh, more right-wing leaning sections of uh, the English-speaking world, uh, primarily some more, uh, let's call them MAGA-friendly uh, spaces online. The QZs? And, the yeah, QZs? The Q people. <laughs> and they're like mourning Gorbachev's death. Like, uh, oh, I, I don't get this stuff. I, I, it's because they're contrarians. Like, yeah, well, whatever. It, it's not America, therefore it's good, you know, because America's bad because America's being mean to Trump and... It's it's hilarious how easy it is for foreign powers to manipulate people, and that's a discussion for another day. I'll leave it with this. Uh, thank you very much to all those in the deep, dark, uh, bureaucratic state that everybody always complains about. Um, if it wasn't for you, we would have no government. It's obvious that uh, there are people who are uh, pilfering the system and doing everything in the world to um, to line their own pockets, but. Uh, you can see uh, in the the uh, Russian Ukraine war that uh, thank God uh, some of our uh, toilets cost ten thousand dollars a piece, and uh, we we have the we have the innovation and and some of the manufacturing necessary to uh, kick ass and take names when people do bad things. Yeah, it's a give and take, and the reality is is that uh, we are always at war. Everything's a war. It's just it's war by other means. It's there's, a, there's always a conflict, there's always a competition going on, and some people just want to think that there's a, a special place on the horizon where, oh, you're going to be able to sit back and you know eat your sugar plums and everything's going to be great and whatever. And it's like, no, that doesn't exist. That's, that's a fantasy for your mind. And the eternal conflict is while you're here on Earth, and we will always be fighting for something, whether it's to preserve it or make it better or destroy somebody else who's going to do something bad or you know maybe we'll unfortunately be on the other foot of it and we'll be trying to regain or create something that no longer exists you know it's just it's and there's an eternal conflict going on of uh creation or preservation and um you know or destruction of somebody else's stuff <laughs> it is what it is i'm paul truesdale joining me was paul truesdale the younger i'm the older and uh, we do this when we feel like doing it. We've been off for a while because we have been extremely busy and traveling all over the green earth. We're back and uh, we'll be doing these a whole lot more. The length always varies and it depends upon the topic, but uh, the Paul Truesdale podcast is deep and it's designed to uh, be deep. For those of you who are interested in our short versions, you got to get a hold of us. It's a private invitation. If you ask, we may give it to you. Uh, for those who are friends of mine, you can see where we're at. But this one is the uh, the big boy. So with that, tip a canoe, Tyler 2, adios, we're out of here.